Hiya. This week's episode is my final in the Mighty Women in March feature. It's the last remaining days of March and I wanted to pump out one more inspiring chat I have with Sarah Wolfer. Now, she is an absolute trailblazer, a lady boss in her own right. She started her own female empowerment sports coaching business where she helps young women get into sport and soccer and really drives them through coaching, communication, and helping them achieve their goals and their dreams. So our chat is all about what she does, how she sort of got to where she came to be. And it's really interesting chat with her because she's from a very different walk of life. You'll recognize that she's American, but she grew up in sport, which is very far from the sort of walk of life that I've experienced. But it's really interesting that we connect on the same messages of positivity and how we agree that it's the thing that drives us and propels us forward. She runs Girl Boss Sports. She's a lady entrepreneur who's absolutely killing it. She's turned her side hustle into her life and she's got some really great points of view. Then on the back of that, I have something to share with you because I've experienced a little bit of success lately and I just wanted to share that with you. But first, I want to give a shout out to someone who I think you need to hear from. Hello, ladies. Make sure you tune in to Just Bloom Podcast. Just Bloom is for the people who often think to themselves, am I a late bloomer? A late bloomer is someone that doesn't come into their own full evolvement as far as mindset or in life until after most of their other peers. Just Bloom podcast is here to let those people know that they are exactly where they need to be in life, so Just Bloom. It discusses stress relief, social pressure, spiritual growth, saving money, time management, adulting, and so much more. Tune in today to Just Bloom Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and most all podcasting apps. Keep blooming, ladies. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life with stories of mindfulness and positivity to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. You're the CEO of Girl Boss Sports. You're a professional tackle US football player and you're creating a space for women in sport. What started this journey for you? For me, it was a lot of little things along my own, I guess, life's journey that led me to create Girl Boss Sports. Starting, you know, I've been playing soccer since I was four years old and I started coaching soccer when I was 14. That was my first job. And I was coaching two-year-olds to start, which is definitely an interesting experience in and of itself. But since that time, I've been coaching soccer for 15 years now in lots of different settings, uh, schools and colleges and clubs and just all sorts of different settings. And have had experiences along the way as you know, a woman in sports, both as an athlete and as a coach how to say this nicely, that weren't just, it wasn't very welcoming or as inclusive as I would have liked it to be. For example, in the coaching world, there's only, for soccer coaches in the U.S., only 21% of soccer coaches are women. And so when I've been at clubs or, you know, 
colleges or schools or any of the places I've coached, most often I'm one of the only female coaches, you know, in the entire company or at least in the entire department. And so that's, you know, definitely it's a very male dominated industry. And was that kind of daunting to you when you were first presented with that? Like you're alone in this. Did that dawn on you? I think it dawned on me slowly the longer and longer I was a coach in the industry. You know, one life experience would happen or one situation I could, you know, shrug that off and think of it as a, you know, a one-off situation. But then the more and more situations would happen or comments would be made or, you know, not even just as a coach, but as a woman in the workplace. Coaching has always been my side hustle up until I started this company. And so I've also been, you know, a woman in other workplaces and experiencing things there or, you know, as a female athlete. And the more and more it happened, that's when it really built up to this point where I wanted to really do something about it. And for a long time, I didn't know what exactly that would be. Mm-hmm. And then finally in 2018 is when I created Girl Boss Sports. And what is Girl Boss Sports? Uh, we are a company that's dedicated to female athletes and female sports coaches. So we really have two main missions. The first one is to have, you know, quality ex- soccer experience for the girls that we're coaching. In addition to the actual soccer skills that we're doing, the dribbling techniques, all of that kind of stuff, we're also focusing on leadership and confidence and communication and other issues that pop up, not only as a female athlete, but also just being a female in this world. That's really where my heart is at. And then the other part of this is to increase the pipeline of female sports coaches. And so I'm providing training for them. I'm hiring new coaches and experienced coaches. I'm providing all equipment. I'm trying to just kind of remove the barriers that have in other places might hold women back from accepting a coaching job. It's a very flexible schedule. Um, And so I'm trying to also increase just the, the sheer number of female sports coaches there are. That is really cool. I guess I'm finding that these days, that's a very similar mindset for people who are achieving their goals, like the fact that you want to include everyone, but you're focusing on helping people through mentorship and the confidence side and the putting yourself out there side. How did you learn how to do that? Through sports is actually where you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. And through sports, because I've obviously been playing soccer for now 25 years, and then now I'm playing you know tackle football, and sports has just always been a huge part of my life Mm. and it teaches you a lot of skills you know I've been a captain on a soccer team which obviously teaches you leadership skills um, and how to do team management and you know the different emotions of all the different players on the team and getting everybody motivated toward a a common goal making sure people who aren't working as hard get up to speed working hard and so a lot of those skills that I learned as a captain of teams or even just as a player very much translated to being you know a leader of programs in the workplace as well so I think I learned it from sports. Are you then a applying it through sports with the lessons that you're teaching as well? Yeah, definitely. That's at the heart of what we're doing. It can come up in a lot of different ways. The most common one is talking about communication. I just remember being a female athlete and how hard it was to even speak up on the field to ask my teammate for the ball. And that's not hard for everybody who plays, but for a lot of the female athletes at the time. And then now as I've been a coach, I'm seeing the same thing and maybe even more so that it's even harder for girls to speak up on the field and demand the ball. And I noticed when I was, you know, for example, speaking you know, of life experiences in the workplace, when I had at one point in my career had to ask for equal pay and negotiating and the anxiety that went with that, I really saw parallels between when I've had to, on the field, also do those things. And so when I actually ended up securing equal pay, I was coaching a team of 12-year-olds at the time. And I remember going into that practice, not going into all of the dirty details of how it all happened and the four-month battle and how hard it was, but just explaining that this kind of thing still happens. And hey, I won. And I didn't know how much of an impact it actually would have on these this group of 12-year-old girls. But the questions I had, and I could just see the like the impact it had on each and every one of them. And that was one of those you know big moments where I was like, wow, 
just being able to talk about this with them and being able to talk about how to get confidence and self-talk and self-talk as an athlete, but also being a girl in this world. And there's just so many lessons that sports can teach if we allow it to do that. That's really interesting because I was just having this conversation today about how I am terrible at sports and the thought of it is so incredibly daunting. Now, would you recommend what you do for someone like me who played a bit of sport in high school, but then I guess the thought of it really doesn't sort of seem to appeal to me. But I love what you're doing about, you know, setting an example and sharing that self-talk and communication and things like that. I just had a woman reach out to me who wants to do a private lesson. Mostly, she I mean, she likes soccer, but not really that much, but really she just wants to get in shape. And so it's going to be a combination of like soccer skills to make it more fun and kind of make getting in shape more fun. Mm. Um, so yes, we do do that kind of thing for women. I'm not sure, you know, across different countries what kind of programs there are available. Mm. Sports definitely can be an outlet, but if it's not your thing, then, you know, finding what that outlet is for you. If you're someone who's super creative or artistic or, you know, whatever that outlet is for you, I think that's that's really what it's about. And I think the same lessons I'm teaching through sports to the girls that are involved in that can also be taught through things like music and other things that I'm not, you know, super or haven't been into before or don't know too much about. Uh, fair enough. I mean, you, you use your own experience to set your points and illustrate the sorts of things that you've come across. Exactly. You seem like you're absolutely owning it. Did you ever get to a point where you were just like, I can't, I don't know how I start. You've always done the coaching thing on the side. What made you turn around and go, all right, I'm going to tackle this head on. I'm going to start making this the daily grind. Like what was that process like for you? And so I started this company when I was still working a a full-time job. Mm. And so I definitely did this as a side hustle for a little bit, trying to see what I could make of it. And when things started, you know, I started booking my own calendar up. Uh, That's kind of when I realized, okay, maybe I can do this for other coaches as well and kind of meet all of these different goals. And, you know, there was obviously other life experiences along the way. And I had not too long ago been labeled as, you know, too assertive and other labels that I didn't really like. And I realized that I really want to be at a place that values me for what I'm bringing Mm -hmm. and that I want to create an environment that embodies those values as well. And that at this point in my career, I feel like I had the the skills and abilities to actually create a functioning company for not just myself, but other employees. And so all of that combined with a a lot of support from friends and a lot of positive self-talk and listening to podcasts and just really kind of pushing positive messages my way to gain that confidence to finally say, okay, I'm doing this. I'm quitting my full-time job. I'm stepping into it 100%. And now I've been doing that and it feels amazing to just have that freedom to really focus full-time on what I want to be doing. And it's absolutely amazing now. Are you at a point now where the business is viable? First of all, how old are you? Did you need to sort of have like a bit of a nest egg so that you could still live your life and then focus on this? Like, I just wonder how that works in, in a lifestyle perspective so for me it started um as a side hustle and so i was able to build up my own clients on the side as Mm. a you know weekend position basically and how i funded the company was my own money i was making from my my own lessons is how i was able to start now i'm you know hiring more employees buying equipment for them doing all the other things you know buying the business license everything that comes with um the cost associated with starting up a business Mm. and so i just used all of those the funds from my lessons to do that and now i've been able to take on i'm just hiring you know six seven coaches you know we're starting out small it's basically like startups in several different regions at the same time and so it's going to be a slow rollout but we're finally at the point where i think that we're headed in the right direction and once we can get these coaches also booked up to the same level that i am that'll be a a really happy moment for sure and then we can expand to the next point so definitely have my eyes on the future whereabouts are you in the world 
So I'm in Seattle, Washington, and we have coaches kind of all throughout this whole area. And with that, you know, you're building this thing from the ground up and it sounds very impressive and very cool. Do you have sort of milestones? You kind of touched on it. You want to have coaches in lots of different places. Where to from there? Sometimes I can be too visionary and idealistic, and so it's something that I'm always trying to check myself on. But, you know, as long as I could keep the quality there that we have with, you know, our lessons and the classes that we're offering and making sure it's a really good experience for all the coaches that are working for the company, then I'd want to expand, you know, as big as we can get. You know, if it could become a nationwide company, that would be awesome. We've even been thinking about expanding into different sports. So right now we're just doing soccer, but we could do, you know, baseball or, you know, softball and basketball and volleyball and all of these other sports that have some of the same issues that soccer has in terms of not a lot of female coaches and really having that female mentorship piece. Really, that's the differentiator for us. And, you know, there's a lot of soccer coaching companies out there, but we're the only one that has the female lens on every single thing that we do. Yeah, great. Um, So that's kind of my grand plans. Speaking of female, who are some big females and women that you look up to in your life? So there's definitely the female soccer players that I've looked up to my whole life. Uh, one of them is Michelle Akers. And, you know, I remember when I was young and on road trips and having her book with me and just it was definitely my favorite book at the time. One of my proudest moments in business was when I reached out to her. And this kind of speaks to like having that courage to reach out to people. You have no idea if they're going to respond or not. And I reached out to her on Facebook and asked if, you know, hey, I started this company. You're my role model. I've you know basically told her I've loved her since I was a kid and it would mean the world if you supported me in some way whatever that would look like and then she commented on one of my you know my business posts and recommended two people I should reach out to. and I just remember that as this like defining moment almost where it was like full circle here's this woman who I've you know admired my whole life and now here she's helping me with my own business which is amazing wow um, yeah so that was one moment that has really just stuck out to me as kind of a highlight so far yeah for sure that's awesome and then definitely there's a whole bunch more I'm sure we all have a lot of probably we all have a lot of different role models and a lot of them are my friends and just the everyday acts of courage that everyone takes and you know this football team that I'm on they've you know this is my first year I'm a rookie and so I'm just you know stepping into something that's totally unknown to me and you know out of my comfort zone but all of these women who have been doing this for some of them over a decade, they're also my heroes just because they're the real pioneers of this and people that started, you know, the women who entered the, the sport of American football even before them. It's just the barriers that they faced along the way and, you know, how far they're able to bring it to where it's at today. Those are definitely some people that I admire as well. Yeah, people that are hustling and doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. What would you say drives you to keep going? I think it's just part of, you know, in my DNA, it's something about me since I've been a kid is I'm, you know, I'm pretty competitive. I'm competitive with myself. You know, I think that if I'm going to do something, I want to do it well. And so I think probably just my whole life I've been that way. And, you know, really, if I can do something that really aligns with my values, I find that it's a lot easier to really stay 100% committed to it. I like that. It's so true. It's something about figuring out the why. And if it's aligned with your values, it's essentially aligned with why you're doing it. And then you just keep wanting to do it. You know, you feel it. You feel the need to pursue it and push forward. Exactly. It's just this innate desire of like, I have to do this. I want this to be done. This should be something that's in the world. Okay, I'll create it. And it's definitely at the heart of what I do. I love that. That's so good. What advice do you have for your 24 year old self? kind of on the flip side of what I was just talking about and that's do a few things really well because early on definitely I'm someone that likes to stay busy and have my hands in a lot of different things because I'm passionate about a lot of different things but then I've learned now you know from reading and podcasts and all sorts of stuff that and then also now from my own life experiences that the more things I have my hands in the less quality of each of those things and so really that's what I would tell myself earlier on is set those boundaries learn how to say no and focus 
full on on one or two or three goals max at a time. Interesting advice because, you know, I'm doing my own thing in my own different sphere. But last night I sat down and I was like, okay, fitness, podcasting and radio, they're the three things that you need to be focusing on moving forward, Tiffany. And, you know, this is what you got to be doing. And I just thought like, wow. And for you to say two or three different things to focus on at a time, it's just I feel like we're definitely on the same page with that. That's definitely, I love that. Final question, what are your wise words to live by? Not my words, but one of, I think it was Roosevelt that said this, the courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. And for me, that's one quote of just like, it's okay to be scared in a moment. You know, for example, when I had my first football practice, I just remember being terrified. We were practicing tackling. I'd never done anything like that. But then really choosing actively to step into that and have the courage in that discomfort zone is really where we learn the most. And so that's that's kind of my words. And I want to actually get that tattooed on myself somewhere, just the word courage, just to remind myself constantly that have the courage to do it anyways. So I wanted to share with you some musings that I had and yes, it is time stamped to a little bit earlier this week when I found out some really good news. I wanted to share that good news with you and show you how I'm taking it. So here goes. I'm currently going through a bit of a sugar high. It's midnight and um, I can't sleep. So I just kind of wanted to recap some of the things that's been going on lately for me because I'm a big, big believer in sharing things, the good, the bad, the ugly, and this is really good. And I kind of want to keep sharing how good I feel and how good it is. And I want you to be a part of that knowledge. So um, there's been a few big, awesome achievements and, you know, big, I guess, nods from other people um, and, you know, big, good things that have been happening in my life lately. One of them being the fact that I was uh, named as one of the top new talent to watch in 2019 by Radio Today. Now, Radio Today is an online publication that gets sent to the inboxes of the Australian radio industry and sometimes around the world, but it's mainly like an Aussie radio publication. And it's actually kind of awesome that these people have sort of kind of seen what I do and, you know, it's really easy to fall back into your own life and, you know, think that your life only exists in the people that know you in the town that you are in. Um, But it just goes to show that, you know, if if you're there doing stuff um, and I'll get into sort of the lessons of what I've learned from that, but um, it was I kind of did see it coming because I got an email a couple of weeks ago asking for like a bio and saying, hey, you know, we haven't actually shortlisted you, but let's get some info from you just in case. So it was sort of sitting in the back of my mind for a couple of weeks and I wasn't sure whether or not it was actually going to happen. So it wasn't a complete shock, but it was still a really awesome thing and, and an honor. And I feel humbled that Someone else has actually noticed, I guess, the the hard work that I've been putting in. Um, And it's really cool. And it's really cool to be talked about and to be in the same article as some really awesome people who are doing stuff around the country, let alone 
females because uh, it was a very female-skewed, lots of female powerhouses. Shout-out to Paris Humphrey, who is an incredible broadcaster. She's doing her breakfast show thing. I was listening to her a couple of weeks ago, and girl is witty. She is so quick on the ball. I love it. Um, another shout-out to AB, who is on with my good mate Ben uh, down in Coffs Harbour on the Coffs Coast. Those guys have incredible chemistry. They are going to go very far. Ben was labelled as the top talent to watch in 2018. So it's really cool that they've got a duo now and they're a talented duo to watch. So I think the only way is up for them and that's really exciting. So moving on, today actually I found out that through all of my fitness efforts that they've kind of sort of paid off. You know when you start doing something and it's all about making those small little changes that over time become one big change. I guess that one big change occurred to me today. So I had a bit of time before work and I've got a wedding on the weekend. So I went into the shops, just had a browse. I was trying to look for something to wear. I did have a backup plan, but it didn't feel right. So I walked into a couple of shops and I went into queue and had a chat with one of the girls and I saw this really, really lovely dress and I was was like, oh damn, they're only in a size eight. And I know I dropped a dress size because I've been working out and my clothes started fitting me better and were getting a little bit loose. So I thought I'd gone from a 12 to a 10. And the shop assistant was like, do you know what? Just try on the eight as well. You know, like if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. So I get in there and I try on the 10 and it's a bit big and I try on the eight and it fits perfectly. Damn, am I a size eight right now? Is that my life? I've never been a size eight in my entire life. So I didn't even know like what it, what the hell it's meant to feel like. And the craziest thing is when I started this challenge and and it's obviously all because of my fitness challenge. And the craziest thing is when I started this challenge, it was like, I want to know what being a size eight feels like. You know, it was part of my goals. I wrote it down and I want to know what having a healthy BMI feels like. I want to know what it feels like to be that little. And holy shit, I am that little. It's freaking crazy to think that I'm a size eight. Like what? It was never something I ever thought would be a thing. Like I thought I would get down to a size 10 and be like, yeah, it's cool. And do you know what? I don't even feel that different. Because for me, the changes are more so about loving my body and doing things that serve my body rather than thinking about how I look. Okay, I've noticed that my clothes are fitting me super well and I probably am going to have to go out and buy a brand new wardrobe. Oh dear. But it's a really, really strange feeling. Like I still kind of haven't fully grasped the fact that I'm a freaking size eight. What do I even do with that? It's crazy good, crazy awesome. Um, It's really helped me, you know, it's... It's been a really awesome highlight and I, I, I guess it really shows, you know, the the dedication and the results of my hard work that I have been putting in day in, day out for the past eight weeks. And I guess a lot of it started eight weeks ago at the start of this challenge. It just really embodies what showing up looks like for me in my life because every day I wake up, I go for a walk. I walk to the gym, I do a gym and I do a gym workout and then I walk home. I take the long way so I can get a bit of a view and clear my head and really enjoy my walk. And then I work on myself. Like it's crazy to think that by me putting podcasts out and by me trying to make the best radio shows that I can and actually by me showing up 
this is where it has got me. Like I'm living proof of that. And it's crazy because it's not one big parade or show every single day or one big parade or show at once. It's me doing the little things that have really accounted to making these awesome events that have happened in the past couple of days happen. And I think that's really powerful. But the power's in the little things. Because in the past eight weeks, I was putting myself out there and pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Because life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it really is a cliche. But here I am getting crazy awesome nods and being a freaking size eight. So in the past eight weeks, I've given up booze for the longest I have in about 10 years. Legitimately, I never thought I was going to do it. But here I am. I've had one night on the wines since giving up booze for 40 days. And do you know what? I'm going to have a couple more wines on the weekend. But I feel good about my relationship with alcohol now because I've worked on it and I've showed up and it's made me a better person. It's made me feel good about my relationship with alcohol. I've also created brand new habits that I stick to and that serve me. Things like going for a walk every morning. Now, I'm going to try and do that as much as possible when this challenge is over. Weather permitting, I'm going to go out and not get in the rain, but go out and get sweaty and have a really good time. I'm going to stick to my brand new gym. I cancelled my F45 membership, so I am now a sole definition fitness member but I'm also going to remember to eat better and not go out every weekend it's nice to serve myself and fill my time with things that are going to be productive and help me in the future and yes okay there is going to be downtime and everybody does need downtime but I'm finding in this challenge that I'm being way 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 more useful with my time and my days And a big thing I started doing throughout this challenge is journaling. And there's something awesome about physically putting pen to paper. I don't know why it's different when you type it into your phone, but I think it is the physical action of you writing something down. I'm a big believer in no more zero days. And if you do one tiny, minute little thing to get towards your goal once today, then you're on your way. You've taken step one, and that could just be even writing it down putting pen to paper about your intentions because that right there is an action and that's all you ever need to do. Make action towards your goal and trust that you're going to get there so long as you stick with it and you're patient. And that's why you get that little spiel at the end of every single podcast because I believe 100% with every single part of me that that is the key to success. But all of this started from me. So from me deciding to join the challenge and to start making a journal and to bring new habits into my life and to give up booze, all of it started was me telling myself and deciding, right, that to me, like physically to me, and I want you to repeat after me and actually just give this a try. See if you start believing it. Because when you believe something, you actually start doing it. You feel it. It becomes part of you. But if you do something you've never done before, you're going to get a result you've never got before. It is leaning back into that unexpected, the beauty and the power of not knowing what's going on and getting out of your comfort zone. But legitimately, things aren't always going to be good when you try this, but at least you're going to be surprised and you're going to be doing new things and taking further steps to getting you where you want to be. 
Hi, you've reached Tiffany. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now. I'm either busy or just screening your call. If you're a telemarketer or someone's put this phone number into a quote website, please call back because I'd love to test out my characters on you for call screaming. Hello? Hi, Lana. This is Fussy calling from Open Colleges. How are you going today? I'm not Lana and I am not in Melbourne. Uh, sorry about that. I think he might have the wrong number then. No Thank worries. you. Hello? Hey there, is that Pippa? No. Oh, sorry about that, Pippa. Must have some wrong information. Just Henry calling on behalf of Simply Energy. How are you doing today? I'm good, Henry. How are you? Going very well. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, now, you know, quickly the call is recorded for coaching quality. What was your name? Sorry. My name is Roisin. What's yours? Roshi, sorry about that. My name's Henry. So it's just because there's people here must have some wrong data. Sorry about that. Uh, now, the reason we're calling, uh, we are just getting back in touch with customers who may have held Simply Energy accounts before. Uh, so do you recall ever holding a Simply Energy account? Is that information correct? It's Simply Energy. Is that... Uh, Simply Energy. What is It's for your power, yeah. It's, 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 oh. We're an energy retailer. So do you, do you pay for an, uh, an electricity and gas bill? Oh, I do. But uh, me... You do. Now, what, what company... Oh, your partner handles it. Beautiful. Look, my partner handles the exact same thing. Pretty boring stuff, I know. But what, what retail are you in? Do you know that at all? Retail. Uh, like a shop. So, no, so who's, who, what, what company sends you the bills? Is it Energy Australia, Alinta, Origin? And do you have any, any idea about that? Or? Oh, it's the, it's, is it Red Energy? Yeah, Red Energy. That's the one. Beautiful. Uh, now, do you know what sort of discount you're getting with Red Energy? No. Like a pound time discount. You have no idea? No. Okay, well, I can tell you what, in, in Victoria especially, uh, most, most Red Energy customers I speak to, it's on their website as well, as advertised, they, get only, they only get about a 15% pound time discount. It's, they're quite an expensive company uh, with, with very high rates and a very low discount there. Uh, now, what was your postcode, just so I can see what rates you're getting? Do you mind telling me that? In Victoria. Yeah, in Victoria. Are you in Victoria? No. You might be in South Australia or? Uh, New South Wales. Okay, that's right. Look, I can't actually sell there. Unfortunately, no stress. I'll let you be. Sorry for oh, the call. Okay. Thank you, Henry. Bye-bye. Well, that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it.